0: Happy Pentecost Sunday to all. This is from the Collect, the opening prayer we prayed at the start of Mass. O God, who by the mystery of today's great feast, sanctify your whole church and every people and nation. Pour out, we pray, the gifts of the Holy Spirit across the face of the earth. And with the divine grace that was at work when the gospel was first proclaimed, fill now once more the hearts of believers. I love those last two lines. When the gospel was first proclaimed, fill now once more the hearts of believers. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Our faith is not one of a history book, a timeline where we just point to the back, we recall something that happened just 2,000 years ago. Rather, we re-remember and relive as if we are there ourselves, like we're actually one of those shepherds going up to that holy family in Bethlehem at the Nativity. Like we're eyewitnesses upon Calvary walking the way of the cross with Christ. And like we are in that upper room, receiving the Holy Spirit come down from heaven as tongues of fire. So I encourage us put yourself there. Use your imagination this morning. Close your eyes if you want to. It's 50 days after the Pasch. It's 50 days after Passover, after that great meal, that Last Supper. And the next big Jewish feast has arrived. It's Pentecost. So it's not only a feast for us as Christians, but it was even also for the ancient Jews. It was a feast of thanksgiving and gratitude for God for hopefully the really good reaping of the harvest that was to come, but also a thanksgiving a gratitude for the promulgation of the law of Moses that was given to them on Sinai. And so you're there, you're gathered in the upper room with all your Jewish pals. You're a little afraid, but you're also just together because of this feast of the Pentecost, and then bam, a noise like a strong driving wind fills the house, appears as tongues of fire, filling you with the Holy Spirit. And then, if that wasn't enough, you start speaking in different languages, languages you've never known, you've only heard of from far off lands. And not only are you speaking in them, but you're understanding them. And we've all seen National Geographic YouTube videos, news, of you know natural disasters and these big hurricanes, tornadoes. So imagine you're in this upper room and one of those just breaks all the windows and this wind comes rushing in and you see this fire, but the place isn't burning down. There's just fire resting upon your head and all the heads of your friends. It would have been pretty overwhelming, I think. So you're there. And remember now that opening prayer we prayed, God pour out the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon us as when the Gospel was first proclaimed, to fill now once more the hearts of your believers. So that's you and me, brothers and sisters. We're called to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just like those apostles. That this event is not a fairy tale, or an epic legend of our Christian faith, but is a reality meant to be lived. So to challenge ourselves today, to pray intellectually in our mind, to say, come Holy Spirit, because we have free will. We need to give the Spirit permission to take control, to fill our hearts, to animate our entire beings. Because those apostles, that the Spirit came upon them in wind and fire, those were the two clear signs that God was present in the Old Testament. How many stories we could tell when God is present by wind and fire. And so also he's present with those apostles. But just like them, we've also received two pretty darn clear signs of the holy spirit within us namely our baptism and our confirmation i was with bishop this last weekend down at holy cross Batavia. he was doing a couple of confirmations for about 120 kids it was beautiful and in his homily he said the same exact thing if i could steal it from him that this isn't uh you tell jesus you love him one time on you know may 23rd 2021 and then you're good you're good for the rest of the week you're good for the rest of the year now, to be in love, to be filled with charity, to be filled with fire of the Holy Spirit is to be constantly in relationship with him who loves you. To say once more, Lord, that spirit you gave me in my baptism, that spirit you gave me at my confirmation, give me it again. Let it catch all the more in fire. So with this new coming of the Holy Spirit not only do our hearts, but also our parish, if you didn't see on the way in the giant banners. Uh, it's a beautiful weekend here. It's a new coming, a new revival of the Holy Spirit. And we can be tempted to think that this revival, that this new coming of the Holy Spirit detracts from the last however long St. Pat's has been here. Of all the things that have come before, that we speak ill of them, we don't think about them anymore. But it's actually quite the contrary. We uphold those things as we uphold our Christian faith. We look back to it and honor it as that strong and sure foundation, those roots. Take, for example, the sacrament of confession or the sacrament of mass, you know? Go back 2,000 years if you're at the Last Supper. Does the mass parts look exactly the same as the Lord saying, you know, the Lord be with you and with your spirit, all this stuff? Probably not, right? But the substance is always there. But tradition, just like here at St. Pat's, is called to develop organically to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, to transform so as to reach as many souls as possible in this area. So brothers and sisters, this is our mission. To number one, give the Spirit permission to fill our hearts, to come once again into our souls, our entire being, into our families. And by that feeling, that inner dwelling of the Holy Spirit through St. Pat's, through this place in which we live in this time, to win everybody for Christ, to make Jesus first.